This episode of the Reality Check podcast has been brought to you by my listeners, Patreons, and friends. If you'd like to find out more about how you can support the podcast and get some cool rewards, head over to patreon.com slash Zach P. Phillips. So today I've got a chapter of my book, How to Get Your Shit Together. This chapter is called Live Honestly. And the basic premise is, is that if you can align your lifestyle, words, and actions and pursuits with your true purpose, a deep sense of meaning will follow. The idea is that a lot of the time we spend spend so much effort and spend so much concern with false pretenses, with putting on a front, with doing things that other people think we should do and not what we should do. And this leads us to go down so many rabbit holes of just personal discontent, trying to fit in, trying to be in the clique, trying to do certain things, trying to live a lifestyle that isn't ideal for us. And there's this there's this temptation to do that because we're social creatures. And I think it's a hangover from school. You know, in school where we're forced to socialize based on proximity, not based on intelligence or enjoyment or mutual connection. You know, a lot of the friends that you make in school, you make because they're simply there. And then what that does is it causes everyone to have to conform to the social norms of the school. And likely we carry on that mentality into our adult life. Because, you know, in adulthood, you get to choose who you want to hang around with. You choose your employment, you choose your social hobbies, you choose your friends. But there's this feeling of having to sort of continue that facade to fit in. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that people just, you know, go crazy and, you know, destroy all social conventions because, you know, we do have to be considerate of those around us. And, you know, the main things are obviously consent. But I'm more talking about living a lifestyle that's true to you. Just because it's the quote-unquote normal doesn't make it right and doesn't make it, particularly doesn't make it right for you. Given the internet, given uh, the blossoming of information, there's a real push to embrace who we truly are. And this is what this chapter sort of hopes to push. So I'm going to play the chapter for you now. And at the end, I'll let you know how you can uh, read it and grab a copy and all that sort of stuff. Chapter 5.1. Live Honestly. Honesty is more than not lying, it's telling the truth. It is truth-telling, truth-speaking, truth-living, and truth-loving. James E. Fast Unless you are completely honest with yourself, your actions will be out of line with your true purpose. By true purpose, I'm not referring to anything religious or spiritual. Rather, I'm referring to what you, as an individual, given your unique set of genetics and environmental influences, is best set up to do. If you can align your lifestyle, words, actions and pursuits with your true purpose, a deep sense of meaning will follow. This sense of meaning goes well beyond mere happiness. The problem with pursuing happiness as a goal is that it's fleeting and dependent on continuous success. If something goes wrong, which it inevitably will, happiness disappears. Even if everything goes right, happiness never lasts. Although it will feel amazing to accomplish a goal, the happiness that accompanies it will quickly disappear. 
waiting to return when the next goal is achieved. Living an honest life will provide you with a sense of meaning. This will be your reason for existing, or the point of it all. For most of my life, from childhood all the way into early adulthood, I was in survival mode. Life was challenging, and thoughts of finding a deeper purpose, or finding a meaning, took second place to ensuring that I had food on the table and a safe place to sleep. However, over time, I was able to find some peace and personal security. This enabled me to take a breath, step back from my life, and look at it as a whole. This led to questioning the meaning of my life. What was I doing all this for? What was the point of mere survival? Where was I heading, and why does it even matter? I realised that up until that point, I hadn't made any choices for me. I'd either acted based on survival, or based on the perceived, or voiced, expectations of those around me. The realisation that I wasn't really living a life of my own choosing was quite distressing. I felt like that I had wasted my youth, or more precisely, that I had my youth taken from me. This burgeoning existential crisis deepened when I realised that I didn't really have a good sense of who I was as a person. Running for so long caused me to push aside much of the deeper components of my psyche, the parts that were not immediately functional. What are my likes and dislikes? What drives me? What do I truly fear? Who am I? This line of questioning sent me down a long and continuous process of self-discovery. I quickly realised that living honestly was the key to beginning to unlock the answers to my questions. This is because living honestly involves two interconnected components, that of self-discovery and taking action to make change. The closer aligned your life is with your purpose, the deeper sense of meaning you will feel. This is of course a continual process, but something to strive towards and never really achieve. But the pursuit is truly worth it. What makes you, you? From the moment you were born, you were shaped by your environment. Your parents, schooling, religion, or lack of. Social status, country, culture, and time of birth all pulled you in one direction or another. Change any one variable, and you'll be a different person than the one you are now. Your motives, desires, and even thinking patterns may be completely unrecognisable. Most of what makes you, you, is determined by the things that are completely out of your control. At the time that you find yourself reading these words, you'll have already made a myriad of decisions based solely on the situation that you find yourself in. You may not have really wanted to choose a particular course, but rather felt compelled to by the weight of your environment. How many people have chosen a particular career, a partner, a lifestyle or pursuit based on the perceived expectations of their society, family or friends? Just consider how different your motives would be if you were born in a different time and place, educated with a different philosophy, or indoctrinated into a different religious system. Do you think your values would be different? Do you think that your goals, aspirations, and choices would be the same? True, some things will remain constant. But given the massive diversity within humanity, it is clear that environment dictates which genetic traits are favoured. This isn't to say that you have no choice in the matter. You are not a mere robot, 
forced into a particular role based on whatever combination of genes that are influenced by the particular environment you were born into. You are something more than that. You have free will, the freedom to choose. Look inside, find who you are, and make the choice to move towards living honestly. Whatever an honest life means for you. Man, know thyself. Then thou shalt know the universe and God. Pythagoras. Attempting to live honestly also has direct benefits. The following take action will provide you with some questions that will inspire you to perform to the best of your ability in all areas. If used correctly, these questions will work as a quick way to detach, reevaluate, and take more desirable actions. Take action. When the situation arises, ask yourself the following questions. Did I really need to sleep in, or was I just being lazy this morning? At the gym, did I go as hard as I could, or was I coasting, going easy, or spending too much time on social media between sets? When studying, did I give it my all, or did I get distracted online? Did I stop early? Was I focused enough? Did I track everything I ate today, or did I instead omit some guilty pleasures? Have I put in my best effort for my creative projects, or did I settle for near enough when it got challenging? When that person was rude to me, did I address the problem, or just pretend like it didn't happen at all? When looking on areas to improve, am I truly looking or simply going through the motions? When retelling a story of my past, am I telling it honestly, or do I embellish my role to make it more interesting? Could I have been the cause of the argument, not the other person? If I realised that I was the cause, did I take action to rectify the situation? Am I being too hard on myself? Do I need to take more time for self-care? Have I tried to re-establish relationships with my family? Am I expecting other people to do things that I am incapable of or unwilling to do for myself? Am I expecting other people to do things that I am incapable or unwilling to do myself? Although these questions could be quite confronting, asking yourself these questions is an excellent way of determining if you are living honestly. Don't be too hard on yourself. This is a continual process, one to be undertaken over your entire lifespan. If you don't like your responses, it is a sign that you need to start making some change. Be honest with yourself. Self-improvement requires consistency and dedication to stay on the path, but also honesty. The long, hard look at yourself in the mirror kind of honesty. This kind of honesty ensures that you are doing the best not to fool yourself. When I first started really committing to self-improvement, I wasn't truly honest with myself. I'll do many of the same activities that I do now, but with significantly less commitment, drive, and dedication. I would still exercise, but these sessions would be less frequent. More importantly, I did not push myself. I would leave the sessions telling myself it was a good session, but in reality, I wasn't really exercising to my optimum level. I was afraid of hard work, afraid of putting in the effort, and afraid of failure. So... To protect my ego, I wouldn't train as hard. This wasn't a conscious decision. Rather, it was a weak mindset that was clouding my view. I believed that I was putting in the work, but I simply wasn't. This lackluster performance showed in my results. I had some gains, 
but they were nothing to be excited about. Fast forward to today. Now I enter the gym with a goal in mind. I determine the time that I have available to me, how my body is actually feeling, and what I need to work on. Then, from the moment I begin, I am pushing myself hard until the time is up. Once complete, I review the session to consider any possible improvements that could be made. This honesty and self-evaluation has resulted in a highly personalised training session, both in terms of exercises performed, weight to reps to sets ratios, as well as the best approach to keep me focused and on task. In terms of results, I'm becoming increasingly happier with both my looks, strengths and immunity to injuries. The best part of all of this is that I'm significantly more efficient with my gym time. Being honest with myself has resulted in massive improvements in all areas of my life. Primarily because I'm seeking the truth rather than trying to trick myself. Results don't lie. There is a reason that it turned out this way. And an honest look will help me to determine that reason. Take action. Whenever you get a result that you don't like, use that as a trigger to take an honest look at your performance, ability and mindset in relation to that task. This could be for anything, including bad test performances, losing in a competition, being rejected by a love interest, Failure to lose weight or reach an ideal body composition. Lower than expected sales. Poor savings or investment returns. Arguments with friends, family or spouse. Or a project failure. The key here is to look for how you were partly responsible for the failure. You can only change your own behaviour, so by putting the blame on yourself, you can impact some real change. For example, if you are passed over for a promotion, resist the urge to blame your boss's favouritism or ineptitude, or the co-worker for throwing you under the bus. Rather, look to your own performance, both in relation to the job, your ability to play politics, and your general work attitude. While others will be of course responsible, an honest look at your role will reveal how you could act differently moving forward. Being honest with others. One of the most crippling aspects of anxiety, for me at least, was the fear of saying the wrong thing, being misinterpreted or judged to be a bad person. Nothing can stop judgement, of course. No matter what you or I do, we will be judged for it. All that can really be done is changing how you behave and how you feel about the judgement itself. If I strive to live as honestly as possible, then I know I was doing my best at any given time. Any social anxiety that arises after the fact will be reduced. The anxiety that makes us relive conversations, question tones, perceive sarcasm, extent of humour, friendliness versus hostility, can be, for the most part, silenced. By being honest, I'm ensuring that I'm not playing games with people, that I'm speaking my mind, sharing my thoughts, and clarifying things when needed. I take steps to ensure that I'm not taken too far out of my comfort zone both in terms of the social activity or types of conversations. Basically, I aim to ensure that I know myself and that I'm not altering myself to fit the social situation. If something happens that may force me to act differently, play social games or do something that I'm not comfortable with, I leave. Therefore, regardless of what my anxiety is telling me about the current or prior social interactions, 
I know that I acted in the best way that I could have at the time. If I know that I acted honestly and morally, then I can be assured that I did on that occasion as well. Thus, the anxiety loses some of its power over me. Of course, this does not stop me from making a fool of myself or committing a social faux pas or unintentionally offending someone. But it does quickly enable me to see the reality of those situations and address them quickly and calmly. Rather than ruminating over every possibility, my mind is clear and I can address the issues on the rare occasions that they arise. I will honestly explain myself, apologise if needed, and learn from the interaction to improve for next time. Frequently Asked Questions Looking into my life has caused me a lot of distress. I've realised that I'm not where I want to be, I'm not living the life I want, and I'm not getting the results I want. I know these feelings. Ignorance can seem like bliss. When I discovered I wasn't where I wanted to be, I struggled to reconcile the differences between what I wanted and where I was. That is why I wrote chapter 3.2, Accept Reality. It was important to accept my life as it was. Because there is simply no denying the truth, no matter how much it sucks. The good news is, is that all is not lost. You can start to take action to change your situation. Remember that it will never be perfect, and that we are aiming towards an ever-changing process, not a fixed point. It's also important to know that at some stage in your life, you would have realised this anyway, but at least realising it now gives you that much more time to make a change. By looking into who I am and what I desire, I realise that I don't really like who I am. I notice that some of my actions are selfish, and that I let my desires take priority over those close to me. This is normal. Confronting who you are is always a challenge because you are comparing your reality with your ideal self. This will always be a losing battle. You can now at least make some changes. I'm certain that this process has already begun. Just by becoming more aware of yourself, you'll be able to change yourself. This won't happen all at once, but it will happen. Is it ever too late to live honestly? No. You could start living honestly on your last day on earth and still reap some benefit. It is the process of striving to live honestly that will give your life some meaning. The destination itself is unattainable. If you start now, you will see some immediate and continual benefits. Summary. Self-discovery combined with continual change will ensure that your life is aligned to your purpose. This will give you a deep sense of meaning. Okay, so that was a chapter called Live Honestly from my book, How to Get Your Shit Together. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I release everything I do for free online. And basically the idea is that I want to make the information that would have helped me when I was younger, when I needed it most, free and available. Because I know that at the time, I didn't have the money to to afford books and all of that sort of stuff. Obviously, there's a... Um, this could be seen as a bit of a financially poor decision in the sense that I'm giving away all the content that I'm doing for free. Um, and in a sense it is, but in another sense, it's showing people the, the, the worth of the product before they buy. If you like that chapter, you can grab a copy of the book. It's out as a paperback, ebook and audiobook. And if you can't afford it, you can just, you know, follow me online and I'll eventually post the entire book. This book is, I think there's about 50 to 60 chapters like what you read. 
and the entire book's over 100,000 words. It's meant to be a book that you can read chapter by chapter in any order. So I'll put a link below and you can see the chapters that are already up. Um, but if you want it in a convenient form, if you want to support what I'm doing, if you think that it's worth it, grab yourself a copy and it would help support what I'm doing. And if you do grab a copy, just uh, do me a favor and leave a little review on Amazon because that really does help to boost up the the rankings um, and get it exposed to more people. So yeah, thanks for listening. Cheers.